Welcome, everybody. Sheer number 687. Getting back to our Hilchas Brachos. Okay, we pretty much um, went through the various different categories in reference to if some had, somebody has a cast, Rachmanus Lana cast, a bandage, uh, various different type of, um, you know, bandages on their hands for different reasons. Um, we'll get to stitches. I want to talk a little bit about stitches um, a little bit down the road. But when it comes, again, just to sum up real quickly, when it comes to bandages, um, not so much band-aids we spoke about, but let's say a larger bandage, cast, Rachmanaslan, somebody had a surgery, uh, broken bone. So we went through basically you wash on the other parts of the hand. Um, but I do want to just bring out there that if somebody, anybody, somebody has a question, I don't want to go through all the cases. It shouldn't be Nagel, Lamaisa to anybody. Uh, nobody should ever need it. Once in a while it does come up, but the, the, the problem that does arise, obviously when it comes up, um, on a good oifen, it should, it should never happen. But once in a while, um, it's hard to remember exactly the details. So we just went through the basics, you know, band-aids people have. So we went through those in Yanim the last couple of shiurim. Uh, but the larger things like casts and, and large bandages or surgeries, Rahman uh, we went through a little bit also. Uh, like we said, basically washing on the other parts of the hands. Uh, now th- what could happen sometimes a person, you know, the doctor says, well, you can't get the hand wet or you can't, uh, have water touching the bandage or you can't have water going into the bandage if you wash the other part of the hand. Um, it might go on the bandage, into the cut, into the a wound. It could be cause infection. Okay, there's various different situations, different scenarios um, that come up, and obviously a rub must be consulted and to ask how to go about doing it. Uh, like I said, we're not going to go through all the different uh, medical um, issues which do come up, but the basic guidelines we did cover, um, and the person has to, you know, uh, in their case in time, show it to a rough, and if in case, whatever the case is, the doctor might have said, well, you can't get water on the head, what should they do? Sometimes the rough might say, well, in that case, just cover the hand, either wear a glove or cover cover, cover the hand altogether, like we spoke about, it's ke'ilu, a person doesn't have water, um, wash only the other hand, whatever the case is, and how to work with it. So anything further than that, um, like I said, these various different um, cases that do come up, it should never be the Gale Misa. One should definitely ask her of how to do it in reference to washing um, Negevasa. Uh, not Negevasa, I'm sorry, in reference to washing the Tilsidayim for bread, because it does get, um, obviously it does get much more complicated uh, then just meets the eye. But the basic, uh, the basic guidelines we did go through. Now I just want to clear up, uh, two things which we mentioned in the past. Important to keep in mind, it was brought to my attention in reference to a splinter. We spoke about a regular splinter. A splinter is something that people have. It could come up sometimes. So we said, Lemaisa, um, if, if a person has a splinter that protrudes, right, that, that, that sticks out of one's, um, uh, out of the flesh, then they must then have to remove the splinter. Again, we're not talking about Shabbos, the bleeding during the week, whatever the case is, or, or on Shabbos in a case in time whereby one, um, will not bleed and so on. So a splinter that, that if somebody has a splinter on one's hand, so they have to remove it if it's protruding outside of the skin. Because of the fact that it blocks the, it brings out Rabadner on page 78. He has a beautiful safe, by the way, Rabadner, a newer sefer, which many many people don't know about, is the the major sperm of Rabadner. Obviously, a lot of them uh, was written on brachas and so on. But he has a new sefer in the last few years that came out in reference to chatzitza, all the various different types of chatzitza in, in in general, not just uh, washing negelvas, but for everything, for tefillin, everything, everything. And he goes through very very. Uh, it's written um, obviously. 
um, very great detail, and it's very gishmaka safe to go through if one wants to really go through the Indian of Chatzitza on all various different types of aspects in halacha, not just not just uh, Sadami. So over there he brings out on page seventy-eight uh, the Chatzitza, like we said, we mentioned from the Shulchan Aruch, must be removed prior to washing Nitil Sadami because of the fact that it blocks the water from the skin at the point where it protrudes from the skin. Uh, but then we did say we did say, however, if the splinter is completely under the skin. Um, then it's considered as part of the body and does not interfere with, interfere with until Sadaim. I had mentioned at that time um, that it might come, you know, because of the fact it might come out eventually or whatever the case is. But Lamaisa, it's really, that's not really the reason. The reason is, is that um, that the, that the skin is on that part of the skin? If the splint is underneath the skin, like he says, however, if the splint is completely under the skin, it's considered as part of the body and does not interfere with until the time. Brings out Rabbanu B'shem Detaz and others in, in Yeridei over there in Kuf Ches. But Lamai said that on the skin itself, there's no there's no chazitah, there's nothing sticking out in the skin. In other words, if you feel the skin, there's nothing there, right? So if there's nothing blocking the water from hitting that part of the skin, so then it's good. So then the the, the, the water poured onto the skin and, and the alternatilosadayim is good because it's not blocking that part of the skin. That that's basically the concept. It's the skin is uh, if you want to call it smooth and it's uh, whatever. There's nothing blocking the water as opposed to like I said, it might eventually come out. That's that's not really the issue. Whether it does or not, it, it does or doesn't. Usually it doesn't. It does not come out. But be it as it may, there's no blockage of the water. In in general, the concept uh, one of the main concepts of chazitz is that the, it, it blocks the water. Let's say a person has a piece of wax. We spoke about in the halachas of Goizes when we were talking about pulling off wax on Shabbos. Um, it's, it's on the hair uh, part of the fingers, the back of the hand whereby, um, or back of the fingers actually um, whereby it will be a problem right? Wax, on if it's on the finger area one has to be extremely careful to pull it off because that, let's say during the week for example because of the fact that it would be a um, it would be a chatzitza. Wax is something that it's, even though it's a small little thing, but it's meat, but it's makbid. The person is makbid on wax. I um, mean, we say even on Shabbos, one should try and do it either to have a guy pull off the wax if it's on the hair part of the back of the fingers where there's hair. A guy should pull it off. Over there we say psikresha. There's no psikresha by a guy. Or to do it with a shino, with one, one's mouth to pull off the wax. It's a psikresha michale, and they're doing it with a shino and so on. So to do it with their mouth, um, to pull it off with a shino uh, would be okay if it's on the hair area on the fingers. If it's on the palm area, the back of the palm, then you could just wash the fingers up to the knuckles. During the week, pull it off. You have to pull it off. But uh, let's say on Shabbos, so not to get into issues of pulling out hair, if it's on the back of the palm where there's hair, and it might pull out the hair. The issue is over here pulling out the hair. So therefore, we say just wash up to the knuckles, which B'dievid would be okay. Um, so again, the, the the wax is there, but what's the problem with the wax? The wax is blocking the water. So any chatzitz in general, and Mishbura says in, in the Hagdoma um, to the Inyanim of chatzitz with Natil Sadaim, which is chatzitz in general, it blocks the water from going on that part of the body. So that's why, that's the whole issue of uh, getting back to the splinter, which we're talking about. If it's under the skin, that's why it would not be a chatzitz alts Natil Sadaim, whereby the water could get there. It's just one other thing I just wanted to um, go through, which we mentioned uh, also a short while ago, very, very important um, a point that comes up constantly. A lot of times we said if a person touches parts of their body, covered parts of their body, their shoes and so on. So they're in the middle of learning or they're in the middle of doing anything. So the question is we said we said one does not have to go run looking for water right away. You could do what's called midi de, um, uh, midi de to wipe it on something 
to wipe your hands on something full front and full back. In other words, the full front of the hand, the full back of the hand, to wipe it on something. So I mentioned over there to wipe it on a desk, to wipe it on the wall, to wipe it on a chair, whatever the case is. But Lav Dafka was brought to my attention also. It's a type of person who just wipe, wipe, wipe it on, either on a towel, with all my dry, when your hands are dry, but the person doesn't always have a towel with them, but just on their clothing, person on their pants, on their skirt, right? You just wipe your hands full, with all my dry, with all my dry, full front, full back, um, on their skirt, their, their pants, whatever the case is, or on their shirt, um, you know, whatever the case is. So that would be okay. Okay, so, so unless you can wipe any clothing, and, and, uh, it's a table also, a person wakes up at night, they want to take a drink, we spoke about in the past, uh, you don't have to go washing Negovas, you just wipe your hands front and back. A person could wipe their hands front and back on the, for example, like on the bed, right? You know, a person wakes up or on their, uh, if they were, their pajamas or whatever the case is, but even on their bed, the sheets or whatever the case is. It doesn't, the, the problem is a lot of, um, there's, there's, a lot of people are under the impression that it has to be on wood. I've heard in the past myself, people say, well, you have to wipe it on something that's wood because wood has some sort of water in it technically, so that's why we could wipe it only on wood. But, uh, if you look in the Mishaburi, he says, on anything, you could, Wipe your hands on anything, you know, anything that's clean, whatever. It could be the wall, it could be a desk, it could be a clothing, it could be a towel, it could be the bed, it could be whatever the case is. Um, so then you wipe your hands full front, full back, but it's love dafka whereby it's wood, it doesn't have to be a stone. Um, but the point is over here, it's dry, you know, full front, full back, whatever you're wiping it on would be uh, fine. And like this, you could, uh, if you have a person has to make a bracha, whatever the case is, after taking some water, they want to make a shahakal, they touch covered parts of the body, they woke up in the middle of the night, whatever the case is, a uh, case in time where a person does not need the bathroom. We've mentioned in the past, if a person needs the bathroom, um, so then you have to go, the person has to relieve themselves before they make the bracha. But uh, sometimes it comes up middle of learning, person's middle of learning, they touch their shoes, person's taking care of the children, whatever, touch their shoes, touch covered parts of the child's body, whatever the case might be, just quickly front back on clothing, skirt, pants, whatever it is, and you'll be good to go as far as having to make a bracha or those various different instances. Thank you for listening. Atzlach and bracha kol to